Now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show. Good morning to you all. Thank you for starting your day with us here on the WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. So we will be re-airing the Roth Report featuring Bill Roth from yesterday. Uh, But there's been quite a bit of news that has broken since the Roth Report took place yesterday afternoon. Or excuse me, yesterday late morning, not afternoon. Uh, So in that case, we wanted to get you covered before Bill Roth uh, joins us for the re-airing. So here is Got You Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. Hokey Nation, get ready. If you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, not only do I have you covered, but I also need to ask you to sit down because you're about to experience a range of emotions that will span the test of time, starting with the transfer portal. We already knew Damon Hazleton was in the transfer portal, and many fans pointed to Jacoby Pinckney, Hezekiah Grimsley, as two guys that might be able to step up and take some of the load that Damon Hazleton has vacated. However, yesterday we learned Jacoby Pinckney, after redshirting his true freshman year, is in the transfer portal. We also learned that Hezekiah Grimsley, after a successful, if not featured, role over the last few years, He's in the transfer portal. We also learned that Caleb Stewart, part of a very crowded running back room, he's in the transfer transfer portal. We also learned that Khalil Ladler, who came off the bench as a backup defensive back to make some huge plays last year, he's in the transfer portal. We also learned that Phil Patterson, another wide receiver that provided depth in the wide receiver room, he's in the transfer portal. And here's the, the smart way to think about this, okay? It's not surprising because the Hokies had more players than they had scholarships available, so you knew attrition was coming. The timing is not random. It's not all of these guys getting together and saying, hey, on Tuesday, we're all going to leave. It's simply the fact that that classes just started, and once classes start, then your semester check is guaranteed for the rest of the semester on your scholarship. So these guys had to postpone their decision until classes started in order to give them this semester of academics at Virginia Tech. And the other thing is this. Yes, you are allowed to be to be concerned about team depth, and you are allowed to be concerned that some of these guys you thought were valuable members of the team and they are possibly moving on while also wishing them the best and while also realizing that Hazleton, Stewart, Pinckney, Grimsley, Ladler, Patterson believe it's better in their case for themselves as people and players to move on. So you wish them the best, but you can still be just a tiny bit concerned about team depth. And, and I wouldn't expect this to be the last of the attrition. And then the other side, right? You have a little bit of melancholy, a little bit of down, a little bit of sadness that comes with parting ways. You get picked right back up by the basketball team, who Virginia Tech goes two overtimes against North Carolina and wins on a last-second bucket. And it's even more exciting for a few reasons. One, Tyrese Radford had two points in the game. Two. They came with 0.4 seconds on the clock to win the game in the second overtime. That's pretty darn uh, good usage of your bullets if you only have one shot left. Uh, the other thing is this. Landers Nolly is the one who set up the play, passing it to Tyrese Radford. This team learned. 
Syracuse a couple days ago. Uh, Landers Nolly forced a three from the logo, and it ended up costing them as he, he, he clanked it off the side of the backboard with four and a half seconds left. This time, he recognized the clock a bit better. He passed it off to his teammate, and the teammate took advantage of the confidence that, that Nolly showed in him. Radford finished the game, got the win over North Carolina. North Carolina is reeling, but anytime you can beat North Carolina, Hall of Famer on the bench in Roy Williams, it is a big deal. Elsewhere in sports, outside of Hokie Nation, Eli Manning announced that he is retiring. All I'm going to say is this. He hasn't announced it yet, but it was leaked that he's planning to announce Eli Manning's retiring. Uh, all I'm going to say is this. He is the best offensive player in the history of the New York Giants. He is one of five guys in the history of the game with two Super Bowl MVP trophies to his name. He's a Hall of Famer. Sorry if you don't agree with it. You're wrong. Sorry if you don't agree with it. I don't much care. I don't, I don't consider myself, uh, I, don't, I don't worry myself with the opinions of incorrect people. Uh, Zion Williamson began his career last night for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, after three quarters of eh, maybe eh, easing himself into it, exploded in the fourth quarter, had 17 points in 188 seconds. If you're not good with math, that's three minutes and eight seconds. He had 17 points. But give credit to Alvin Gentry. Their coach, he knew what I knew. Didn't matter how well he played. It didn't matter if they won the game, which they didn't. It didn't matter if he had highlights to put on SportsCenter, although he did. What mattered was keeping him healthy. They had a plan for Zion Williamson, and they took him out at the end of that 188 seconds, essentially. They had a player waiting at the the score table to check in for him when he made his final bucket. They, They were very, very aware that Zion Williamson is not on the Pelicans for the next 10 games. He's on the Pelicans for the next 20 years, and they want him to be healthy. They pulled him, rightfully so. That's how his first game in the NBA took off. That is Gotcha Covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD Radio Network. Now it is time for, of course, the Roth Report. It is a re-airing of yesterday's Roth Report, so... Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to ask Bill about the, the transfer portal or the Hokie basketball game because they hadn't taken place yet. Uh, but it's still a conversation that I found very interest, interesting with a legend here in the state of Virginia. It's the Roth Report right here on WRAD. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report, presented by NRV Furniture. Remember, nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster Bill Roth, here's Tim Donnelly. Try number two on the Roth Report. Bill Roth uh, working with us here through some technical difficulties. Bill, uh, let's the moment of truth. Can 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 you hear us and can we hear I, you? Uh, I'm good to go at this end. Good morning. <laughs> All right, perfect. We have you this time. And yeah, uh, I would thought last night's Kansas Kansas State brawl was about as bad as anything I'd seen in college basketball in a long time. You know, back in the days, back in the '80s, there were brawls seemingly every night. <laughs> uh, but last night was was horrific for a couple of reasons, uh, for, at least from my perspective. Um, I don't understand how you can how you can go into the handicap seating section and start beating the heck out of each <laughs> other. Uh, one woman gets pushed out of the way. Her her I don't know if it was a uh, some sort of dog. There was a dog involved. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a seeing eye dog or or, or or uh, some what, some what, form of, of whatever the dog, dog yeah. would have, a therapy dog of some sort. You just cannot do that. Uh, I, I I watched Coach Greenberg last night, and and he thought that uh, Sylvia D'Souza should be banned from college basketball for life. Mm. Uh, I don't. 
It would not surprise me if he'll never play for Kansas again. Uh, there, there was no reason to do what he did. Kansas accepted the responsibility for the brawl. Uh, Coach Self basically said it's our fault. You know, D'Souza's, they, they've spent so much time and money and effort to get him on their team. And, and I, I have a hunch that was his last game for the Jayhawks. Now, now obviously, D'Souza, and, and, and you brought it up, what, what the, the, the acts that he performed from the, the, the haymakers thrown to picking up the stool to uh, kind of initiating it with the stare down, it's obvious that, that he is going to face repercussions, and, and rightfully so. Um, in your opinion, is there punishment to go around, right? In the NBA, there's rules about coming off the bench. Obviously, both benches cleared. Should coaches be held responsible? How, how do you handle this in a way that can minimize it, the chances of it happening again? Well, first of all, when, when there's a brawl, if you are on the road, everyone's going to criticize the Kansas State kids. Mm. If, if you're on the road and, and a brawl has spilled into the stands of the home team, <laughs> And all the you're going to go save your teammate. I, you know, there's there's no way you can blame K State's coaches if their kids went to to, to help their guy, right? It, it, it's it's a number situation there. You need to get him out. <laughs> are you going to sit on the bench and and watch him get get hit <laughs> and it's, say and, NCAA rules? I can't go. Yeah, you're going to go. So no, I don't. But you know, you you mentioned it, Tim. Once someone picks up a stool, unfortunately, someone took it away from him or knocked it out. The MVP of the it's, whole night is is whatever assistant coach got half a hand on that stool to to keep it from being hammered down. But but clearly you can't pick up a stool and and, and try to smash someone on the other team. So I, I think the Big Twelve, unless Kansas and, and I know Jeff Long, he's the athletic director at KU, and he he I think a lot of folks know he was at Virginia Tech for a while as an assistant athletics director. In in this instance, I would expect uh, both Jeff and the university. And Coach Self to uh, tell D'Souza you're done. Is there anything that you would expect to maybe come down on on Self for someone, you know, as a, as a coach that is responsible for the players in the program? I don't know. I, I, I don't know that you really could. I mean, what what could he have done? Not recruit the guy? Uh, it, it's, so I, mean, it, it, I don't, I don't yeah. know. What would you do? I, I, would, I would do something to the, the coaching staff as well. I, because – you know, getting rid of D'Souza, and, and which very well might happen, as you said, it might be the last time that he ever plays for Kansas. Um, you know, D'Souza is not going to be there next year to, to change, you know, what, uh, what led into this, right? Uh, I think self, you know, for better or worse, the head coach is responsible for your program, right? If, if you are the, the leader of a program and, and, you know, there's uh, oh, I forget the term when when NCAA infractions happen, right? It's it's the culture of of whatever. Like you're responsible for the players in your program, whether it's recruiting them, developing them, emphasizing the the nature of you can't let these things get to right. you. It, it's you know, college football coaches of uh, college football, college basketball, college soccer, college tennis. They have their fingers over every aspect of the program. Yeah, but I still think when there's a brawl like that, you're going to defend your teammate in sports. And mm-hmm. I, you know, the kids got ejected from the game. Those who who left the bench, and that is the rules. So, and how I, about how about making them come out to play the final second? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. I'd I'd like to see what the Big Twelve does and what mm-hmm. that university does. But I'd hope we'd never see anything like that again because that that mars the game. Mm-hmm. And you want kids, young kids that are at the game. And again, what kind of what kind of idiots would brawl in the handicap section? 
that, I mean, that's people I mean, with that's, wheelchairs. I mean, it's just that's it, icing it, on the jerk Sunday. So right? it's so distasteful and horrific to even think about, let alone watch. So I, I hope we never see anything like that again. And 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 it's true. And and there are good stories taking place all over college basketball. And and hopefully this doesn't drown out the the the, the good because. Um, like I said, 99% of college basketball games, maybe 99.9, you go to, you're going to see young men and, and young women uh, you know, performing to the best of their abilities and, and learning and, and growing and all those types of things. And, and then you have one of these that kind of uh, sours it for the rest of them. Uh, one game that I hope will be a little bit more fun is one that's taking place right here in Blacksburg, right? Uh, a struggling North Carolina team comes to Virginia Tech, uh, one of the surprising teams in the ACC. Um, and and uh, you know the Hokies have a chance to knock off the Tar Heels. It's always going to be a, a good game for the Hokies, right? Yeah, this is like the two surprising teams in a way in our conference, right? <laughs> Tech in a positive way, having the, a great season, uh, and North Carolina in 15th place. It's the uh, yin and the yang ACC there. <laughs> having the, the rough season. You know, Cole Anthony tweeted last night, I will be back, but he didn't say when. So for those that don't know, he's Carolina's point guard and best player. He's been out for much of this losing streak, and he's been injured. And there's some folks who thought, you know what, the team is bad. Anthony needs to get ready for the NBA draft. There's there's only, what, 13 games left, 12 games left. Let let him rehab, and, and, and he's going to be one of the top picks anyway in the draft. Uh, but he tweeted last night that he's definitely coming back. And, and there have been some folks that have said, well, he will. He's a competitor. Others have said it makes the the the, the best decision at this point would be to just to get ready for the draft. Uh, but, but we don't know when. You know, the, the Tar Heels are here tonight. They play NC State in a rivalry game uh, coming up. So maybe maybe it's Monday. But they'll change dramatically, Tim, when he returns to the lineup. And Carolina as a team will change dramatically next year. If, if you look at it, North Carolina's recruiting class is ranked third. Uh, they're still in the running for one of the top two or three big guys in the country. Uh, we should know about that mm-hmm. here in the next week or two. So this is the time to get the Tar Heels because the the, the, the folks in Carolina Blue, the, the players are going to be much, much different uh, a year from now. You, you brought up that they're one of the surprises. Well, maybe the most surprising thing for me about North Carolina's season has been watching Roy Williams react to it. Uh, everything from saying that his team is the least gifted that he's had at, at North Carolina to saying that you know one of these losses was his biggest regret in 34 years as as, as a coach. Right? Um, how interesting or, or fascinating has it been to watch a coach who really hasn't had to deal with a losing season? And I think it's refreshing. Years. You know, here's the thing: coaches will say if if coaches know their team is bad mm-hmm. and 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 they're going to lose a bunch, a lot of them will say. Oh, we're working hard. We'll get better. Or we've had a really good week of practice, right? They, but Roy doesn't have to spit anything. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He's already won national championships. Job security is good. <laughs> yeah, he knows he's going to be good next year. He doesn't have to con the fans by saying, oh, we're really close to being a good team because they're not. So, yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny. Now, on the other side of it, if I was a player on that team and I was just <laughs> – listening to a television interview in which my coach said I'm the I'm the least gifted part of the least gifted team he's coached I'd be uh, uh I'd be a little bit upset with that mm-hmm. but maybe he was it was a motivation ploy uh, but but it, you know it's true I mean Roy hasn't had teams like this at Kansas and he hasn't had teams like this in Chapel Hill and you know there was a team 
Carolina's had a losing season. Uh, you recall back in the in, in the coaching changes during the era after mm-hmm. Coach Guthridge and Matt Doherty. I mean, they had a season like this, so it can happen, right? It, you can have a losing season at North Carolina. It, it, it does happen, and it appears it's going to happen this year for them. It's at least in the ACC. It's looking like it's a long way towards towards a winning record, um, and and that's tonight. Like I like I said earlier on our sister station, one hundred five point three, the Bear. Um, if you're looking for a place to to listen to the game, eight o'clock opening tip, seven thirty pregame. Um, Bill, while, while we have you, the the other story taking over college, or excuse me, taking over the sports world right now is the one voter that didn't put Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame and robbed him of being the second unanimous Hall of Famer in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, Is the outrage warranted? Do you think maybe he just forgot? (laughs) Well, I I do think there's an element of if you think there are other guys that are close and your vote will count more there, right? Like Derek Jeter's going to be in. If you didn't think you were going to be the one vote that kept him from being unanimous – you might think, you know, what's the difference between 95% and 95.9% or whatever the difference is? Let me go over and give this vote to someone else. But, but uh, I mean, the if you, if you know any Yankee fans, and I lived in New Jersey for a while, so I know plenty, they are outraged. Yeah, I don't know unless someone wants to make a name for himself or herself as a voter. Mm-hmm. Or I don't understand how you can leave Jeter out unless you forgot and or you <laughs> – you, you think know, it was maybe, just more absent-minded than it is, like, sinister? Yeah, you know, you spend a month packing for your trip to Europe, and then you go to the airport and you forget your passport, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't, not that I've done that, but, but I mean, you could, you, could, you could try to connect the dots here on how someone could leave Derek Jeter out. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, you know, uh, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds got a couple higher percentage points than they did a year ago, uh, but, you know, those two guys who, of course, their careers were tainted by the steroid scandal didn't make it again. Do do you think they will eventually? I feel like I feel like a lot of people believe that the penalty for the steroids is a long wait, not necessarily not getting in. And eventually, yeah, eventually, yeah. And by the way, you know, with Jeter and Walker going in, Larry Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the uh, the video game Backyard Baseball two thousand one? I, I remember Backyard Baseball. I don't I don't know if I remember that exact version. I played so they, Pablo Sanchez yeah. and Pete Wheeler and the guys. Oh yeah, they had thirty guys on the on the two thousand one game. Thirteen of the thirty are now in the Hall of Fame. And and, and so, so, so Sosa and Bonds and A-Rod and McGuire and Conseco, that group, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're eligible too. They would be if it wasn't for the steroids. I mean, that was the greatest 30 guys ever <laughs> in any video game. So, so what you're saying is someone needs to go hire the developers of Backyard Baseball 2001 as general managers, scouts. Is that something? <laughs> That's, uh, who would have thought that? Backyard Baseball is uh, – you know the the indicator of of uh, Hall of Famers. It's hilarious, um, but I mean those names that you brought up, uh, and and the the I'm fascinated by the steroids era, right? Clemens, Bonds, Sosa, Canseco, Maguire, A. Rod, Bonds. Um, do you think any of that vitriol is is similar to what we're seeing now with the the Astros and Red Sox scandal in that? You know, this might follow Bregman or Altuve or or some of these guys, not just through their career, but maybe into their you know post career accolades. Well, if you are a Los Angeles Dodgers fan or a member of the L.A. City Council, yes, uh, they issued a proclamation yesterday saying that it is the Dodgers that should now be crowned World Series champs, uh, which 
will not happen, obviously. It's funny. And they're not going to take <laughs> they're not going to take World Series titles away from billionaire owners. Mm. So this isn't like the NCAA tournament where um, you can strip a team or vacate the championship. Yeah, the the this is these are these are billionaires that own the team. You're not taking their title away. But I do think that you know when when you look at what with those guys, like you mentioned, the, the Sosa and Conseco and McGuire and Bonds, and, and and even totally different, but but a similar penalty is Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. You take a look at what has banned them from being in the Hall of Fame, and then you let the Astros and the Red Sox keep their World Series championships. You kind of wonder, right? What is worse? It's 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 definitely a situation where I think you hit the nail on the head. They're not going to punish the owners, right? They didn't take away the two thousand and nine. Uh, World Series from the Yankees because Pettit and A-Rod have admitted to steroids, but but A-Rod's not going into the Hall of Fame. It, it's easier to punish the players than it is to punish the owners. Well, remember in baseball, the commissioner works for the owners. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> and that's true in the NFL, too. The, the owners hire the commissioner. So unless the owners have – the only time I recall where the owners kind of really ganged up on a team was what the NBA did with the Clippers. You'll remember that? Mm-hmm. Basically, they – the, the owners ganged up on one of their own and forced the sale of that NBA team a few years ago. But that's not going to happen with the Astros uh, or, or the Red Sox. That's not, that's not happening. But, but do you think if, if, if Altuve goes on and has another you know, 8, 10 years of hitting 3, 12, and he's an obvious Hall of Famer, if 20 years, He'll from, get in. 20 He'll years get from now in. we're sure. sitting around saying, uh, you know, are are they going to let the the pitch tippers in? Like we're sitting right now, saying, are they going to let the steroid users in? Yeah. yeah, they'll get in. In fact, I think these managers will probably be back next year. Mm. They're 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 too good. They'll they'll be uh, they'll sit out for a year. We'll see them on Fox or ESPN <laughs> or, or somewhere. Right? We'll we'll see them, and the and and they'll watch their kids play little league ball this spring and summer. And they'll be back in a big league dugout next year. Don't you think that way? Yeah, I do. I, and and you know, you're even seeing some former players say like, I'll, "I'll manage the team for a year if it means that guy gets to come back." Because I like to see the franchise doing well in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, sports media and analytics department update, team of the week, listing of the week, game of the week, top three, a lot more to get to with Bill Roth on the Roth Report here on WRAD. It's all at first in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play at First and Main in Blacksburg. Swing through for your favorite coffee at Starbucks or stay for lunch. Fresh Mediterranean food at Zoe's Kitchen. Delicious Italian at Avellino's. Something hot off the grill at Bull and Bones. Plus much more. Relax and see the latest movies at the only IMAX in the NRV at Frank Theater Cinnabon and Grill. It's all at First and Main in Blacksburg. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First and Main. Eat, drink, shop, play. We're here with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Hey, Randy, I'm looking for a new mattress. Can you help me out? Timeless bedding out of North Carolina. This company has been in business since 1925. So how do I know if the mattress is right for me? Come in, lay on them, test them. Nobody's on commission. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. Yeah, and as you pointed out to me many times, Randy, a great night's sleep makes your day so much more productive. Yes, Bill, and plus, we've got the best warranty in the business. I've got a 25-year, 100 non-prorated warranty. What is it you always say about NRV furniture, Randy? Bill, nobody beats an NRV furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. 
You know, buying or selling a home is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your life. And when you're ready to move, you need a real estate team with a home field advantage. You need the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have over 30 years of experience in your hometown. In fact, the Louise Baker team will make sure you get the most out of your property and help you find a new home. They're your one-stop place to buy, finance, and close. Be sure to check them out at nrvhomes.com. The Louise Baker team, giving you the home field advantage. Several months ago, I got tired of experiencing back pain, and it made me hesitant to even do the simplest things around the house. So I went to my doctor, but all he could do was suggest I take pain medication. After that, I knew I needed a second opinion, and I visited South Main Chiropractic Clinic in Blacksburg. The doctors there created a plan tailored for my recovery, and now I'm pain-free. If you're struggling with back issues, I suggest you give South Main Chiropractic Clinic a call today at 552-5202. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Once again, here is Tim Donnelly. The Roth Report continues with an update on the sports media and analytics department. Bill, we, we know the students are back on campus. How did that go? Yeah, classes resumed yesterday, which was exciting to see everybody back. And we had 30 kids at our first uh, 3304 sports get-together uh, class at 5 yesterday. And then, you know, they stayed around, Tim, till after 10-15 last night. Uh, it was a great wow. group. We well, worked an awful lot on, on their goals for this semester. They're going to be calling a lot of games. They'll be broadcasting a lot of uh, basketball games, uh, men and women basketball games here over the next uh, six weeks as we wind down this basketball season and then I gear up for softball and baseball. They'll be doing those games and also doing things. They're on camera work, they're stand-ups, they're podcasts. So we had a really good meeting last night. The enthusiasm is great, uh, such uh, great enthusiasm. It, it was late last night when we finally got out of there, but I was really excited and proud of their enthusiasm. They really care about each other and they're going to push each other to get better, and that's kind of the culture that we're trying to build in that program. I, I do follow 3304 Sports on, on Twitter, so I saw the picture, and everybody looked, you know, n- new semester, fresh and ready to roll. I don't know how fresh they were. They, <laughs> it was late. But, yeah, I mean, look, they this is a, a fun career choice that they're making, and even if they haven't committed to it, it's fun to do it while you're in college. And what's better if you're a college kid who's interested in sports than covering games and a bunch of them, you know, even over break, they, uh, you know, a couple of kids called the Syracuse game that broadcast the Syracuse game over the weekend. Another trio went to Charlottesville to cover the women's game. This is when school was out of session. So they've been, they've been really good over break to, to keep at it. And I'm excited for them. All right. We're excited to hear what, what, they get themselves into as the the semester moves along. Once again, that's the sports media and analytics department update uh, presented by First in Maine. Now it's time for the team of the week. Now it's time for the Louise Baker team of the week. All right, Bill, who are we honoring today? I'm going Milwaukee Bucks. They've got the NBA's best record at 39 and six. A uh, fun, fun team to watch. They've won seven straight, uh, nine of their last ten. And you know, Tim, they're going to play four in a row at home. So that streak and that record uh, should get a lot better. And uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo continues to just be the elite player in the league. I think he's probably the NBA's MVP, if we were going to give it out uh, on this Wednesday morning. He had a triple-double. He he scored his 10,000th point 
He's only 25 years <laughs> old. Uh, he's already done that. So the 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 Bucks are. Uh, we talked about them a little bit last year. Remember, we were in, talking about how good Toronto and mm-hmm. Milwaukee were, and these were kind of new type of powers in the NBA and the and, and, and the Sixers too. But but this year, the the Bucks are the team to watch. Uh, yeah, ten thousand points, and only nine thousand of them have come on dunks. Right? It's, <laughs> he's uh, an absolutely. I mean, the the nickname, the Greek Freak, is is because he's a freak of an athlete, and it's absolutely uh, warranted when <laughs> he's he's appointment television watching. And you know, Milwaukee's a town that has always related and and embraced its good basketball teams. Not so much maybe recently, but you remember how good the Bucks used to be in Marquette back in the days where they would play at the Mecca. Uh, that was. <laughs> That was two buildings ago uh, when when Milwaukee's two teams shared the same court. I always enjoyed you know legendary coaches on both you know Don Nelson for the Bucks and, and Al McGuire was coaching mm-hmm. Mil- uh, uh, Marquette. Milwaukee's a really good basketball town. Uh, I imagine it's also uh, similarly freezing cold, much like it is here this morning <laughs> up there. So so people enjoy going to hoops games there. there there's been a couple kind of golden eras uh, of that area. There was uh, for me the one that jumps out is. When there was Ray Allen, Robinson, and, and I think Sam Cassell on the Bucks, and it was kind of coinciding with Dwayne Wade at Marquette. There's there's been a couple times where everything kind of got going at the right time for for that city and and Milwaukee right now. You know, if Marquette gets it going, the the Bucks definitely do. Yeah, and they've always had the colorful coaches too, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was McGuire or, or or Nelson or Buzz Williams, right? <laughs> they've always had the the crazy coaches. Absolutely. Uh, that's our team of the week, and as always, it's presented by the Luis Baker team over at Long and Foster, and it comes along with a listing of the week. What's the listing of the week, Bill? Our listing of the week is a three-bedroom, two-bath, single-family home in Christiansburg on 125 Walnut Drive for 2099. It's a beautiful ranch uh, with hardwood floors. You can see it online right now at nrvhomes.com. I had a chance to check it out. It's mm. really nice and a great value. Uh, 125 Walnut Drive. Check it out at nrvhomes.com. Three bed, two bath on Walnut Drive. It sounds like a like a sitcom, right? That's that's as family as it comes. <laughs> it does on Walnut does. Drive. Uh, so that's the listing of the week. Once again, uh, Louise Baker team over at Long and Foster. Check out all of their listings on nrvhomes.com. Now it's time for the game of the week. This one presented by by NRV Furniture. What's the uh, the game of the week for you, Bill? So my game of the week is kind of a stock watch. They lost last night by two. They had a good rally, but lost at LSU, and that's the Florida Gator basketball team. They're my team of the week. Uh, I'm sorry, that's our game, game of, the of the week. Baylor's at Florida. Baylor's number one. Florida's coming off the win over Auburn. Did you, did you see that game last week? Didn't watch it. Looked at the stats, though. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so you know Auburn Auburn was fourth. They go into Gainesville. Florida's not ranked, but, but Florida beat them anyway. And Omar Payne is a freshman for the Gators. He's really, really terrific. It was just his fifth SEC game on Saturday night. He's 6'10", and he had a double-double, 19 and 11 rebounds against Auburn. And, of course, our buddy Kerry Blackshear is playing down there, too. Mm-hmm. And so and all of a sudden the Gators have an inside game, and it would not surprise me. So so remember now, mm-hmm. it, Baylor is number one in the men's basketball poll. Do not be shocked one bit if the Gators beat them Saturday night in primetime in Gainesville. Well, this year it's almost expected that the number one team is going to lose, right? Gonzaga looked yeah. like they weren't going to lose, so they took him out of the number one spot, and they, <laughs> Baylor jumped over him. So we can have a you know another number one seed fall potentially. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a court storming Saturday <laughs> night 
at the at, not the swamp, but the old O'Connell Center, whatever they're calling that now, down in Gainesville. And and it, w- it would be a huge upset, but let's not act like Florida doesn't have yeah, talent. Yeah, I don't know. Pre-season, that's my point. Pre-season, yeah, I don't know that it would be that huge. Yeah, I, exactly. That's my point. I think that like if you're buying stock right now, like what college basketball team today is a team that we aren't really talking about but could be in a month, at least in that conference, I think it could be Florida. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent. A lot of talent for the Florida Gators. Um, when, when it comes to, to how like how high their ceiling is, I guess. And, and Kerry Blackshear, obviously, a part of that. We know how good he can be. Yeah. So we'll see how Baylor does on the road down there. It's going to be a good weekend. You know, next Monday's huge for Tech. Uh, I guess it's Tuesday, right? Next Tuesday, Florida mm-hmm. State goes to Charlottesville. Uh, and, and the Hokies go to Miami. So that's on the same night. That's Tuesday night. That's going to be a really big night in the, in the conference. Virginia needs a win, man. They're mm-hmm. they're right on the bubble. I I looked at that today, and they have UVA as one of the first four teams out. I saw the same the Ho- thing. The first bracketology has Virginia first four out, Virginia Tech last four in. That would make a right, lot of Hokie right. fans pretty happy. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's the way it is now. But you know, uh, winning in Miami is, is I know that's a couple games away. We mm-hmm. still got Hokie still have to go to BC, and they got Carolina tonight. Mm-hmm. But but that's that's that short turnaround. It's the Saturday Tuesday swing. Florida State's great. We talked about that a couple times mm-hmm. on our show here. You know they're ranked fifth now in the AP poll. There's three ACT teams ranked: Florida State, Louisville, and Duke. Uh, but but you know Florida State is it's it's really impressive what they're doing. All all in the top eight as well. So a bit top heavy in the conference this year. Yeah, three um, teams ranked, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. All in the top eight though. So it's it's still it's still pretty impressive. Uh, let's move along real quickly here to to our final segment, the top three, brought to you by South Main Chiropractic. Three, two, one! Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top Three, brought to you by South Main Chiropractic in Blacksburg. What are we counting down today, Bill? So, Tim, I was looking at, at, at you know, Diddy at his 50th birthday party last week. Were you there? Uh, I didn't get the invite, or the invite was lost in the mail, got it a Evidently. little late. Would have been, but, you know. Happens. So did you see who was? It was it was a who's who of, of music and movies. It was Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kanye West and and Kim Kardashian was there <laughs> and Leo DiCaprio and Cardi B and Nelly and Snoop Dogg. Post Malone. Everyone that's that's on the charts. <laughs> not 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 my he had Queen Latifah was there. I like Queen Latifah, mm. but and I like Beyonce too, so I I don't dislike anybody, but I wouldn't invite that group. That wouldn't be my birthday party. It it looks like he just kind of like went to the trending topics on Twitter and said, invite the top 50. <laughs> like if Leo DiCaprio came to my birthday party, I'm not sure what we would talk about. And I'm a big fan, Leo. That's about, I could talk to him about the movies he's in. I don't know how much in common we have elsewhere. So my top three are... Top three, these are people you would want to invite to your birthday? I would want at my birthday my party. Birthday. Not necessarily my favorite, but... I want people at my birthday party who are fun okay. and who I like and who I think we'd have a good time and my friends would have a good time with. Would have some stories that you might be able to listen to? From music and movies. Okay. Like, we're not inviting Nelly. <laughs> I, just, I, 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 was, I went through a Nelly phase when I was like 12. I was a country grammar fan, but I'm not sure uh, we, we would have a fun time now. Number three, Jack Nicholson. Because Jack. we would smoke great cigars – and we would drink ridiculously expensive cognac. <laughs> and he loves the NBA. So there's there's common ground there. I, I see what we're doing here. We're looking for we're looking for uh, someone that brings something to the table, but also a little bit of uh, overlapping Venn diagrams. 
wouldn't Jack Nicholson be fun to hang with in a social setting? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's Jack, right? It's Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'll, I'm assuming I'm invited to this party as well, right? You're there. Yeah, okay, you're cool. There. Then uh, so you and Jack. Number then, yeah, two, I'll hang. I'll, I'll corner him and, and ask a few questions. Yeah. Number two for my birthday party, if if they, if she'd come, is Katy Perry, because not only would she show up in some sort of awesome, wacky outfit with killer heels. So there's going to be a red, red great, carpet at your birthday. I like it. And she's got a great <laughs> sense of humor, and she loves beer. Mm. Katy Perry loves beer. Didn't know that. Yeah. She, she's a, a, a craft beer, or are, we, or are we just talking about pounding them at the game table? Both. I think okay. we could do craft beer <laughs> with, with Katy Perry, and I think that would be fun. And she's, she's got a great sense of humor. If you've ever seen her interviewed, I think she'd be fun. All right. And, and who is your, your number one? My number one birthday party invitee from the world of music would be the Eagles, the band. They always travel with their guitars. I've got a keyboard, and we all know the words and background vocals. Everyone sings along to the Eagles. All right. We, we were tipped off on this, so we got a, we got a little clip for you. You can't Now, now, you would actually jump in with the Eagles on this one? Everyone would. Everyone can do the background there. So, You haven't and, heard and me I, sing. I, I appreciate think, you thinking I would jump in. <laughs> I, I think they'd be great. I think even Jack would be singing along. Mm. I think Jack Nicholson would sing along to the Eagles and have a good time. Either that or he'd be sitting there with his, with his glass and his cigar, taking it in like the, the smooth operator that he is. But he'd be enjoying himself regardless. He would have a good time. So that's my three. There's and, the top uh, three. Uh, brought so to you by South Bank Chiropractic. If you can work on that, all right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll send out the invites. We'll 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 get it started for for next year. Uh, Bill, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you for for uh, putting up with those little bit of connection issues at the beginning. Uh, you know, we're like we're like a, a basketball team. We'll be better next week. Sounds great. Thanks, man. That is Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show right after this. We're back with Randy Kinder of NRV Furniture today talking about Bassett Furniture. Hey, Randy, what makes Bassett Furniture so exceptional? Number one in the business, Bill. Solid wood frames, foaming case cushions. You cannot beat this stuff. Hmm, now, you tell me the fabric on these Bassett pieces can even be cleaned with bleach? Yeah, very stain resistant, but if you get a stain on them, you can actually clean them with a bleach solution. It will not fade the fabric. The leather is the best I can get? Genuine Italian leather. Randy, what is it you always say about NRV Furniture? Nobody beats an nrv furniture deal i guarantee nobody nice meadow oh use your imagination <laughs> this is gonna be our house okay okay here here's the porch right and here's the living room mm-hmm. and over there is the kids room ah. and over here is our room Ooh. and the master bath and mm-hmm. here's the kids Watch out! Ah, what what well, you were about to fall down the basement stairs oh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Every home is built from the ground up. Find your ground with Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. They can help you locate the place you'll call home. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. It's all at First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play at First in Maine in Blacksburg. Give your closet a fresh look by shopping at Talbot's, Loft, or Joseph A. Bank. And while you're at it, why not try a new haircut at Sport Clips? First in Maine also has anytime fitness to keep up with your active lifestyle. Don't forget to check out Blacksburg Eye for a new pair of glasses. See the latest movies at the only IMAX in the region at Frank Theater Cinebowl and Grill. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play. 
We're here with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. And Randy, you guys have a heck of a lineup this year. Yes, we did very, very well in the draft. Randy, NRV Furniture has been one of the best teams in our region for quite a long time. How do you guys do it? We've got Bassett Furniture out of North Carolina. We've got Corinthian, Timeless Bedding out of North Carolina. It is the top draft choice anywhere, anyplace. And what is it you always say, Randy? Nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. Welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show. Once again, thank you to Bill Roth for joining us yesterday for the Roth Report, re-airing it this morning. And again, that conversation took place before we knew of the uh, five additional names in addition to Damon Hazleton going into the transfer portal for the Hokies. Uh, it, it was before we had a chance to see the, the Hokie basketball team take on North Carolina and go into two overtimes and win that game here in Blacksburg with a great atmosphere inside Castle Coliseum, um, but still a great conversation nonetheless. Uh, we have a few minutes here, uh, so I'm going to take this time to to set the table for the transfer conversation that is 100% coming at the beginning of Hokie Hour. The timing of it seems suspicious, but I'm going to explain why it's not, right? It seems like there was this avalanche where where maybe wide receivers were talking with wide receivers, maybe teammates were talking with teammates and saying, now's the time, we got to get out. That was the final straw. Like there was some kind of inciting incident that would lead five players within a couple hours of each other to either announce themselves or, or have it leaked through back channels that they were transferring out of the Virginia Tech program. Now, the timing is not as concerning as that would make it seem. Because it really, to me, it looks like it's the whole Coach Fuente-Baylor thing. It the, might have something to do with that. These guys could have decided any time over the last three, four, five months that they were going to transfer, and they still would have announced it in the last 48 hours. And the reason being, you have to start a semester to guarantee that the school is going to pay for it. So, so Virginia Tech has to now pay for their spring semesters because class started on Tuesday. So they waited until that check cleared, and then they announced they were entering the portal. That's just good business. So the timing is not actually an avalanche as much as it is people got in line over the last couple of months and now they finally open the front of the line and everybody walks through it at the same time. But they didn't all decide at the same time. That's point number one. Point number two is going to come right after this commercial break right here on the Tim Donnelly Show on WRAD. Come for the sports talk, but please don't ask them to sing. Babe. I got you, babe. I got, I got you, you, babe. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show back here on the talk of the New River Valley. WRAD 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. It's been a busy morning. Haven't gotten a chance to remind you uh, that all of our guests and callers, you can call in as well. Join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900. We are coming at you live from inside the Makadoo's studio. I just want to point out, I'm mm-hmm. a little offended. You didn't like my little air guitar coming back. You were doing air guitar, and it was unnecessary. It's a free good time. We Everybody only have a couple minutes free. here, so I, I, <laughs> I, needed to, I needed to move along. So we, we jump into our second point on the transfer portal. Uh, and this is something that, that uh, you may not know if you're not absolutely in tune with what's going on at Virginia Tech. Um, they had, they've now had six players put their name in the transfer portal. They are four scholarships under the limit which means a couple days ago they were two over 
So you knew at minimum two guys were not going to be on the team that were on the team and were expected were on the depth chart penciled in because they had 87 scholarship guys and only 85 scholarships to give. So, so you knew attrition was coming from somewhere. There was a little bit of surprise on where it came. I would have expected more of it to come from the running back room rather than just Caleb Stewart, and there still might be attrition coming there. But there was an element that said there has to be attrition. And there was an element that said this is the time of year that we will have to learn about it. And there was an element that said these guys are doing what's best for them. So the the chicken little of Hokie Nation right now running around saying, this guy is falling, this guy is falling, probably isn't the smartest way to go about this unless you recognize all of this, uh, all of these points that I've made, timing, the scholarship situation, the fact that these guys were not on top of the depth chart outside of Damon Hazleton. And, and you get to kind of connecting dots and you go, you know what? It makes sense. It may not be great. And like I said, you're still allowed to be worried about depth and you're still allowed to be worried about we gave all these guys reps for years and now the Hokies are not going to be the team to see the fruits of that labor. But there is a decent side of this that makes sense. With that being said, in Hokie Hour, we're obviously going to dive into each of these individual cases because they are individual cases. It is not the same situation. Every transfer is not the same. So, so we'll dive into that in Hokie Hour. But just know that the, the transfer portal sometimes is more predictable than you'd originally think. Still makes you worry, though. You're allowed to be concerned, but you're not allowed to run around yelling the sky is falling. We'll be back to talk more about the transfer individuals when we come back.